This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Now, let's get a cup of tea and spend a few minutes together. Here's your host, wife, mother of three, and entrepreneur, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. I'm so excited to have you here today. Jesse and I actually just got back from another trip to Kansas. Jesse, you were in Kansas last week. What'd you start to say? It just sounds like we've been traveling a lot lately. Well, and we're traveling this coming weekend, and then I'm traveling the following weekend after that. But I've kind of been home a lot up until this point of the year. Yeah. And it's not like our traveling, though, is. For something exciting other than family reasons, really. That's exciting. Hey, they listen to the podcast. Don't be That's true. Don't be saying sorry. It's not exciting to go to Kansas. No, we had a great trip. It was to a Kansas. great trip. It was really nice. But you had just gotten back. But we really wanted our whole family to get to go because I don't know when we're going to be able to get back to Kansas. We always go right. Yeah. We always go for Thanksgiving and Christmas, but we were looking at our schedule going. I don't know when we're going to go again. And the kids had Friday off for Good Friday. And then Caitlin and Silas had Monday off. So we just were like, let's... Yeah, it's been a while since you guys had been out there. I mean, I'd just been out there. So it's like nothing like not visiting for, what, six months and then going... Not six months. Two weeks in a row. Christmas is not six months from... Four months. It's April. Okay. Four months. Okay. And let's not speed up this year any more than (laughs) it's already going. It's already flying. So we went to Kansas, super quick trip, but we packed a lot into our- Day and a half? Day and a half. Well, I'm trying to think. Really? We got there front. Yeah. Okay. Our day and a half there. We saw a lot of family, spent time with your grandma- um, right. Who she, had just had surgery. And mm-hmm. that was really good. The kids got to spend some good time with her and asked her some 
questions, some history related questions for some schoolwork that they're doing. And Catherine's, she's look, well, looking a lot better. So, yes, it was great to get to see her at her house too. We were really excited that she got to go back to her house. And um, yeah, she was able to go back home like as a surprise to everybody. It was ridiculous. What did we say about that spunky German roots? She's pretty incredible. And we were there and she's just getting up and doing stuff. I'm like, just lay on the couch, lay lay down, take care of yourself. So that was great. And then we got to see my grandpa. So we got to see both of our living. I didn't remember that. Um, our living grandparents, we, you have your grandma and then I have my grandpa that are still living. So that was nice. And then we got to see some of our brothers and sisters and both sets of parents. And so it was just, it was was pretty packed. wasn't it? (laughs) We saw a lot of people in a very short amount of time. Plus it was, it was just nice for our family to get away. Right. Yep. And we took the kids to Spangles too, which those of you who- No, we took them inside Spangles. Inside of Spangles. They've been to Spangles before. Spangles is a fast food restaurant that is only in Kansas. Right. I think it's just primarily in Wichita. They might have some in Kansas City, but They had one local. in Topeka. Was it Topeka? When we lived in Topeka. Maybe it's Topeka that they had one in, not Kansas City. I'm getting mistaken. I think they have, I think they have them a few other places in Kansas, but they're only in Kansas. And I don't know if it's the nostalgia- of it probably or that and the french fries the french fries are so good and they just have some unique things on the menu and it's decorated really it's 50s style decorations yeah so i made the mistake of saying something when i did an instagram story about it being better than chick-fil-a and let's just yeah, that say was a don't mess with chick-fil-a well, the the food Chick-fil-A overall is better than Spangles. I will disagree with you. I think the fries are better at Spangles. Mm. Fresh. When they're fresh. Oh, fresh, yes. I, I like the Spangles fries better. And I just, I don't know. But I, I know some of it is the nostalgia of it. But people on the internet have some very strong opinions about Chick-fil-A. Do not diss Chick-fil-A. Do <laughs> not mess with Chick-fil-A. Do not say that you think Spangles is better There's than Chick-fil-A. There's definitely a difference in taste in the fries between Spangles and Chick-fil-A. And because I had two fries from Spangles and I brought back a ton of memories and <laughs> didn't my, sound stomach, good. You were like, my stomach started hurting already. Back, like, yes. No, that said, it did take me a while to get used to Chick-fil-A fries though. But then once I got used to them, they were good. So it was fun. The kids were excited to get to go inside and we said that they could have pop or soda or soda pop or whatever it is that you call it where you live. But I didn't realize that they were going to be these huge, huge cups. And then of course they went to the fountain and put Every single drink in them, some of it. and um, Yeah, sizes have evolved since we were young. I mean, the mediums from back then were like extra smalls now. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's like, would you like a barrel with that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that was fun. And it was just, it was a good trip overall. But, and now we're back home, back in the swing of things until you and I head to Destin this weekend, which mm-hmm. is, um, we've never gone to Destin before, but we're excited to get to go with two other couples. And um, your dad is coming to watch the kids. And we'll have to tell more about that next week when we've come back from Destin. Yep. But I just got home, speaking of going places, 
Not so exciting as going to Kansas, but I just got home from Kroger and I wanted to talk about Kroger Markdowns because this is what is saving my life, saving our wallets and helping us to eat a lot of fun and unique and healthy foods. So if you're not familiar with Kroger, they are a grocery store. They have different chains around the country. You can go to KrogerCrazy.com. That's crazy with a K. And you can see if there's a Kroger in your area. But Kroger is well known for their markdowns. They have these woohoo um, yellow or orange stickers that they put on things when they are going- about ready to expire. And sometimes, I mean, I got milk marked down this morning that was $1.99 and it doesn't expire until May 8th. And as we're recording this, it's April 23rd. So mm, that's interesting. It was I. I wasn't sure Did why. Did you check the for mo- a hole in the jug? <laughs> There's no hole in the jugs. I don't know. But so sometimes it'll be that it's expiring the next day, and it'll right. be something that we need to make like sure we're either going to use up like or we can put in the freezer. But sometimes it, there will be five or seven or even longer um, than that days left, and we're just able to get so many great deals. They have these red bags that are um, their markdown bags, where it's ninety nine sense for everything in that bag and they good produce lots of produce i got brussels sprouts this morning i got pears and clementines and apples and i'm trying to think what else i, I just found so many great markdowns plus ground beef that was the simple truth organic ground beef markdown to 379 a pound so and we're going to put that in the freezer so there's nothing going to be about it going bad. Yeah. Most of our meat in the freezer is something we've gotten on a great sale or markdown. And then it means we have lots of different things to, you know, when I'm planning what we're going to eat for dinner that night, I have lots of different meat options to choose from. They usually usually also have some really good bread options available at the, their markdown bread area, the artisan breads and like the stuff that would probably be four or $5, sometimes the King's Hawaiian rolls. They mark those down regularly. So those are good good options as well. I noticed well. we're talking about a lot of food today. When you start to say King really Sarah hungry. Hawaiian rolls, and I was going to be like, Don't podcast oh. when you're hungry. Yes, we're both <laughs> hungry because you're on some interesting food plan. Food plan that you're doing right now. And I am trying intermittent fasting, which I haven't told the internet yet, but I've been doing that for what, three weeks. And yeah, it's been going pretty well for really you. really liking it, but yes, we should not be talking about food. We <laughs> can just talk about food all day, but I did want to talk about, so the Kroger markdowns, that's what's saving my life this week. And I'll put a link in the show notes to my secrets to finding markdowns at Kroger for those of you who have a Kroger or Kroger affiliate. And I also wanted to talk about my book that I read this past week. I actually finished um, a real book, actually finished two real books. That's what happens when you have some time on the plane. And it was Elizabeth Hasselbeck's book, Point of View. And I really enjoyed this book. She gives kind of the behind the scenes of her time on Survivor, which I didn't even know that she kind of yeah, I didn't know she was on Survivor. First became known being on Survivor, and then she was on The View, and then she was on Fox and Friends. And it's a very interesting behind-the-scenes look at that, um, some of her struggles, and um, what she learned. And I really love her perspective on prioritizing. And she talks about the reason that she left Fox and Friends, which I didn't know this, was because she just wasn't able to prioritize well, and she was completely burning herself out and maybe getting three hours, maybe four hours of sleep at night. And she was just feeling the stress and the weight of this job 
where she felt like she needed to be so prepared for these interviews. So she would spend hours and hours and hours prepping for that. And she felt like then she was not taking care of herself, not taking care of her kids, not doing a good job of just being present in her home, in her marriage. And so she ended up walking away from that job. That's impressive. That takes a lot of self-awareness. Yeah. So it's just a very interesting and inspiring story. So that's Point of View by Elizabeth Hasselbeck. And we will put the link to that in the show notes. Well, to kind of piggyback on your finishing two books, I actually finished one book. So what? I know. And and (laughs) you finished how many pages did you read in one week? A lot. Um, Is this a record? Probably not, because if I like in a fiction book, I can get pretty engrossed in it and read those pretty quickly. So, but I went from like 150 to 300, I think. So, about 150 pages. It's not quite 300 pages. Great job. It was really interesting. So, do you feel like being on the podcast is kind of some good accountability for following through? And (laughs) yes, you're teasing and nitpicking. It's kind of helped me. Nitpicking. Yeah, I'm, not, well, I'm not I'm not nitpicking. That sounds like I'm nagging or something. No. I don't ever <laughs> nag. I am just I'm a really perfect wife. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um need to devote a whole series of yeah. episodes to But that that's kind of what's saving my life as well, because we had a lot of time to spend and just using my time more wisely and Instead of wasting it on looking at my phone or something, just sitting down and, and taking advantage of that time and reading. So that's encouraging if I can get in that rut, it'd be a good rut to get into, especially as I start my new book, which is The Terminalist by Jack Carr. So that's a fiction book that I'm looking forward to reading. Have you read anything by him before? This is his first book. Oh, this is his, where did you hear about it from? I was actually in Kroger. <laughs> And uh, passed the book aisle and it caught my eye. And there's uh, an author that I enjoy reading. I've either read or listened to all of his books. uh, And they're uh, kind of an action adventure genre. And so I saw that this author, Brad Thor, had recommended Jack Carr's book. And uh, so I picked it up, took a look at it and got it off Amazon in looking forward to it. I actually listened to a podcast here on the plane of Jack Carr of a podcast that I usually listen to and never realized that he was a guest on it. And uh, it was very interesting to hear his background and backstory behind the, the novels that he's written. He's actually coming out with another one. So this will be the second in the series. It's coming out within the next couple months and he's working on the third already. So, Well, we'll look forward to hearing your thoughts over the next six to nine weeks about this book. Yeah, I might be done with it next week. Who knows? (laughs) It is a fiction book, so who knows? Lisa and I first connected when she signed up for my four-week blog coaching class. It was during that class, I believe, that she did one of her first live videos on Facebook. Is that right, Lisa? That's right. And it was actually sideways. (laughs) I remember I did a a video on how to make an infinity scarf and the video is sideways, but I did it. You did it. I know. And I was so impressed with you doing that. And I just was like, we need to see more of you on live video. And so then you started doing cooking videos and um, people just loved them. And Lisa started getting thousands of views on her videos and her Facebook kind of blew up. And this led to then you getting a cookbook deal. (laughs) 
And so you've kind of become this online expert on all things Instapot. And I'm always telling people if they're asking about Instapot, I'm like, you just have to go check out Lisa's Facebook page. She she cooks all sorts of things that are Instapot that I would never think to put in your Instapot. So I am really excited to have you on today to talk about menu planning and cooking and really how busy families can make cooking from scratch and healthy meals a priority. So welcome to the show. And I'd love for us to just start the conversation. Tell us just a little bit about your family. And has cooking from scratch always been something that has been a priority for you guys? Well, uh, so I have five children and my oldest is about to be nine. So you can imagine it's a very crazy household. We have a lot of small children. They're all about 18 months to two years apart. So we definitely did the whole staircase kids. Um, and my husband is a pastor. He works from home and we homeschool. So basically that's everybody at home all the time. Mm -hmm. So I get, I get a lot of opportunities to cook for my family. We have, you know, pretty much a hot meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, there are some exceptions to that, but so I really didn't know how to cook at all until I got married and I had a reason to cook every day. Uh, I, I grew up eating a lot differently than the way that I eat now, but when I got married, I learned to cook. And as I kind of learned to cook and learned about, you know, what kind of foods are healthy, that's when cooking from scratch became more important. You know, when we tried to start reducing the sugar that we were eating, knowing what was in our food was more important. It, it just became more of a habit and a priority to make as much as we could at home. And was that hard for you if you came from not cooking at all then to cooking from scratch? Like, were you excited about it or was it, was it hard for you? Cause I know we have a lot of women listening who they have the same sort of background and maybe they want to cook from scratch, but it's kind of daunting and overwhelming to them. I think it's really important just to take baby steps. Don't feel like you have to jump right in and start making everything that you eat from scratch. You know, maybe pick a few things to try. I also didn't eat vegetables as a child. I think I probably ate about two vegetables. I didn't have my first salad until I was in college. So I also had, you know, the learning curve of training my palate to enjoy vegetables. But now we definitely do. So I did enjoy it, but I definitely had my my mess up moments and things. And so for moms who are, you know, they're wanting to cook from scratch um, and but they're also feeling like I've got so much on my plate. I know you can relate to that because you've got five <laughs> kids and you homeschool and you all are you know, you're wearing a lot of different hats with the things that you do. And so I'd love to hear just what are some of your best strategies for cooking from scratch and menu planning when your schedule feels like it's just really packed and there's no extra time to spend in the kitchen? Well, so one of the things that really helps me is learning to cook with flexibility. And what I mean by that is that I don't always have to follow a recipe. Um, so if we want to have pasta one night, I can just look at what we have in the kitchen and just kind of throw it together. The same for like a Tex-Mex night or a soup that really just helps you to 
uh, be able to, you know, take what you have and make it into a meal. So one of the things that I've shared recently on my blog is a list of kitchen staples that I like to have on hand so that I can just kind of go in my kitchen and and make a meal. Um, so that's really helpful. So do you plan your menus ahead of time? You know, do you, do you do a weekly menu plan or do you find that you're more like you just make sure you have the ingredients on hand for a lot of different things and you just kind of wing it? I, I try to do a mix of both. It really just depends. I mean, like you said, I have a lot of hats. I don't have a lot of time. So, you know, there's a lot of weeks when I really just I don't have time to sit down and make a menu plan. So that's when the winging it comes into play a little bit more. But I I definitely prefer to have a menu plan when possible. And I like to make them for two weeks out at a time. And I'll plan like eight to 10 meals for those two weeks, because I know there's going to be nights when we have leftovers or nights that we eat out of the house. So I don't try to plan for every night. But just to give me an idea to be able to look at a list of meals and know that I have everything I need for those meals, and then we can decide on each night what we feel like eating. And you mentioned that you have the um, kitchen staples list on your blog. Um, So we'll link to that in the show notes for sure. I was wondering if you have any sort of menu planning resources. I'm just putting you on the spot. But if you have some menu planning resources (laughs) that or menu plan examples on your blog as well that we could link to. Yes, I have a ton, really. So you can find that printable kitchen staples list. You can also see a video of a kitchen tour of of my kitchen of what I like to keep stocked. But I also have like printable meal planning sheets and grocery budget spreadsheets. And then I have something else that I'm going to be sharing probably next week that I'm really excited about. So taking that concept of cooking with flexibility, I have a printable it's basically just a framework of easy dinner ideas. So, you know, what you can do by making a simple thin crust pizza dough, you know, you can make pizzas, breadsticks, stromboli, or, you know, all these different soup options. And so that's something that's going to be coming out really soon that I'm really excited about so that, you know, other people, if it doesn't come naturally to kind of wing it, to give them some, a starting point. I love that. And we will be sure to link to that as well, because that sounds so fantastic. And I just want to encourage people listening. If you have not checked out Lisa's blog and checked out her Facebook page, her Facebook lives are just so real. And she's just (laughs) in her kitchen. It's not this cooking show sort of thing. It's like the real mom cooking show. You know, the one that we all like we can relate to because there are kids and there is mess and there are dirty dishes. But she's so inspiring because of what she's just putting together in her kitchen. And I am always just like, oh, my word, I would never think of that. And it just inspires me so much. And so if you need some inspiration for just pulling together meals that are home cooked, but don't take hours and hours to create, definitely check out um, her Facebook page for her Facebook lives and you will probably get hooked on wanting to watch them and understand why so many people love watching them. So I wanted to talk about your new cookbook, Family Meals from Scratch in your Instapot. I actually got to see a um, pre-released copy of this and I love the pictures. Are I just, I love cookbooks that have pictures in them and there's just beautiful pictures. I don't know how you managed to make all the food and do all those pictures. You're pretty incredible. But 
I know that you love the Instapot and I kind of look at you as the queen of Instapots. And so I wanted to talk about, you know, someone who is new to the idea of using Instapot. Maybe they have one and it's still in the box or maybe they've been thinking of getting one, but they're just not sure whether they need to add one more appliance to their kitchen. So can you share why you're so passionate about this appliance? Definitely, because I am definitely, I, I try to be a kitchen minimalist. I don't like adding every new thing, but the Instant Pot, it's so versatile. And especially if you get my cookbook, you'll see that you can use it for breakfast, lunch, dinner. Uh, the breakfast chapter is actually one of my favorite chapters in the cookbook. But one of the great things about the Instant Pot is that you can get everything started, you get everything going, it's cooking under pressure, and you don't have to stay in the kitchen. I never was a crock pot kind of girl. I never had the foresight of being able to start a meal in the morning. So what I love about the Instant Pot is you can think of something at four or five in the afternoon and still be able to take your meat often from frozen and just put everything in the instant pot and start cooking and have dinner at a normal time. So that's a huge advantage. In your cookbook, I'd love for you to just give us a little teaser of some of the recipes that are some of your favorites in the cookbook. And then also maybe talk about some of your favorite quick and easy recipes to make in the instant pot. So some of the ones that I, that we really just love, there's an Italian wedding soup. There's a chapter in the cookbook that's called Companies Coming and it's all food for sharing. So larger portions and just really delicious recipes. And that Italian wedding soup is in that chapter. There is a make ahead egg casserole in the breakfast chapter that I just love because I can stir all the eggs and cheese and bacon, you know, whatever you want to put in it. You can stir it together the night before, put it in your fridge, and then in the morning, just put it in the instant pot and get to it whenever you are ready to eat breakfast. So that one is really great, like before church on Sundays um, and days like that when I don't want to be spending a lot of time prepping. There's fish tacos. I mean, you don't really think about cooking fish in the Instant Pot, but fish tacos are so easy to make. You just put the fish in a small dish and they only have to cook for a few minutes under pressure. Just add the seasoning. It's That recipe is probably about three minutes of prep. Um, so super, super easy. Um, and then as far as other just favorite quick meals, you know, I have a lot available on my blog. Things like shepherd's pie, chicken cacciatore is one of the most popular recipes on my blog. It's so full of flavor, but it's also really simple. One that you might not think of making in your Instant Pot, if you're not already familiar with it, is meatloaf and mashed potatoes. So it's it's one of those things where you can just make your meat and your side at the same time in the one pot, and it just is super convenient. Um, macaroni and cheese. It's the only way I make macaroni and cheese now. And then just dozens of soups. Soups are probably one of the easiest things to do in the Instant Pot. Well, we will link to all of those recipes um, in the show notes because I know people are going to be like, what? I can make that in my Instant Pot. I know I've also seen that you've made cake, I think, in your Instant Pot and bread dough and yogurt. Am I correct? Oh, yes. And so much more. I mean, really, it's we, we so you you gave me credit for the photos, but I did not take the photos. 
But you had to make all the food, right? Did you have someone else that made it? I mean, that's all I was sitting there going, oh my word, how did she make? Because didn't you do it in just a few days they took all the photos? Yes, we had a photographer from New York come and stay in our town. And he would show up every day as soon as the sun came up and stay until the sun went down. And for four days, I cooked 76, all 76 recipes. Oh my goodness. And it was just crazy. But my photographer had never used an instant pot before. So he was just blown away by all of the things that were coming out of the pot. He was like, oh my goodness, you just made that in the, in a pressure cooker. (laughs) I can't even imagine the strategy, figuring out all the ingredients and how you were going to do everything in four days, 76. That is, that is really impressive. So when people see the pictures in your book, they can have a little bit more appreciation for the work that went into that. How many Instapots do you have and how many did you use to make those 76 meals? I own three and then I think I borrowed one or two more, but uh, just being able to kind of rotate through, it was, you know, having, I think four was plenty. I, I wouldn't have been able to prep for more than, you know, four going at a time. That's the, it's just, it it blew me away when I saw the photos and I just thought of the work that went into that. That's all I could think of. I always think of the behind the scenes things. So, um, I am excited for people to get your book and be able to get their hands on this fantastic resource. Again, it's called family meals from scratch in your Instapot. You can get it off of Amazon. I think it's available. It's going to be available wherever books are sold. I think it comes out in May. Is that correct? That's correct. May 21st. And you, but you can go ahead and pre-order on Amazon. I already have done that. And um, so I would just encourage people to go check it out. It's just this beautiful cookbook with so much inspiration and these amazing pictures, but also these great meals that do not take very much time at all. And they're perfect for busy families. So thanks for all your work to put that cookbook together. And now let's switch gears. And I want to ask you quickly the questions that I ask all of my guests. And so what are you reading right now? Well, funnily enough, one of the books that I'm reading is The Road Back to You. And I know you got, you love the Enneagram yes. and I am I am just now really diving into it, but I am just blown away. Like it is look, like looking in a mirror um, so I'm really enjoying that book. I'm Do you li- know what your number is? I'm a seven. Okay. I, I could have, if I would have, if I would have thought about that for a little while, I could have figured that one out. Okay. Yes. If there is fun to be had, I will try to have it <laughs> throw everything else to the wind. I'm also listening to, uh, a book called educated on audible. Mm. Oh, um, and yes. Have you read that one? Or I read it. I did not listen to it. Does does the author actually, is she the narrator or is it someone else? I don't think she is. I love it when the author is, but I don't think she is for this book, but it's fascinating it for is, sure. Yes. How far into it are you? Uh, maybe a third of the way through. I'm not really listening to it when my kids are around. Yes. Because mm-hmm. um, some of it is a little, uh, just some of the stories, some of the things that she gets into, maybe not the kind of things I want to have a discussion with, with my kids. Yes. And I think there's definitely some things in it that could be triggering for some people. But for me, I just, it was not only a really fascinating story, but I felt like it was just a valuable read. I think to just understand a very different perspective. And also I feel like to have grace and compassion for people because you would have never known what she came from. And it's just a good reminder. We never know 
where people have come from. And I think, you know, just how she didn't know so much about the world and had to learn it all herself when she's an adult, basically. Certainly. Yeah. Um, and then what's saving your life right now? This could be a productivity tip or life hack. And I dare you're implementing anything that's making your life better, easier, or more enjoyable. Well, I love this question. Um, I do a lot of like what I'm loving posts on my blog. So it's always fun to think of. But what I came up with is just getting outside and getting out of the house. We went on a 10 day road trip and then the very night we came home, my kids one by one got hit with a really nasty stomach virus. Mm. And so we just, I mean, it was, and my husband was the last one to get it. I didn't get it because, you know, mom is busy taking care of everybody. So, uh, but one by one for a week, it was awful. And then we stayed home for another week because I, I read that, you know, you could be contagious for a week afterwards with this virus. So, you know, we were all quarantined. So everyone was just so restless. So now that we're able to get out of the house, we've had some really great weather here. And so we are just going to the park and getting outside and it is definitely saving my life right now. Especially with five kids in one house yes, all day long. Yes. <laughs> it's like, get, let's go to the park. No, um, we were all on edge. Well, and I love how you're always sharing, you know, now that I know you're an Enneagram 7, like you're always sharing these fun things that you're doing and you're just such a fun mom um, on, on your Instagram. I love to to follow you there. And um, so anyway, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for um, sharing your wisdom, for inspiring women with um, cooking from scratch and that it doesn't have to take a ton of time. And I just want to encourage everyone to go check out your brand new cookbook, Family Meals Made from Scratch in your Instapot. Well, thank you for having me, Crystal. It's been so much fun. As always, if you have any question on any topic you'd love for Jesse and I to answer on a future episode, or you just have feedback or suggestions, or you'd love for us to change something or do something different, we love to hear from you. We love your emails. And so you can send an email to crystal at moneysavingmom.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of The Crystal Payne Show. Have a great week. And remember, you can't always choose your circumstances, but you can always choose your attitude. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.